Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Welcome to Inside Sports. More NHL reaction tonight as we move along. You're going to hear from Connor McDavid, Darnell Nurse, Matt Benning, three of the Oilers, speaking about the return to play, the playoff format. How do they feel if there's a positive test with a player once they get going? Matt Benning is going to become a dad for the first time in two or three weeks. He'll give us some thoughts on that. We'll also go down to Florida. Mark Pesek, the former Edmonton Oil King kid from Sherwood Park, plays for the Florida Panthers. He'll tell us how he is doing and how uh, he's feeling about the return to play. The Panthers, one of those teams who were just outside of a playoff spot when the season placed uh, was placed into pause They were three points out of a playoff spot with a game in hand on Columbus trying to get in. So they would have had 11 games to get in. And quite frankly, one of those teams that I don't really have a problem with that they're included in this format. So we'll hear from Mark and you'll hear some comments as well from CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. He did a full interview with uh, Morley Scott today, my buddy from the sports department, play-by-play voice for the Eskimos here on 630Ched. You can get a summary of that as well on 630Ched.com, but we'll hit on a couple of the uh, key points put forward by Randy today. You are welcome to interact with me by texting or calling 780-496-0063 on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D. W-I-L-K-I-N-S. You can email inside sports at 630Ched.com. Uh, you can also mail a letter, but if you mail it, I, I like I'll have to disinfect it and you know leave probably leave it out for a while. So it's just going to be longer for me to even read it. So it'd probably just text or email or call if uh, if you want to get through a little quicker. Kellen Kennedy is uh, back at the studio quickly. Kellen, how are you doing, buddy? Doing good. How about you, Reed? Doing all uh, do it doing all right. We'll we'll chat more a little bit later. I know you've been working Absolutely. hard, and uh, good good to hear your voice. Good hey, it's always voice. good to be here. I've looked I've, every show we've done during this entire thing. I've looked forward to at first it was six to eight, now it's seven to eight, hanging out with you guys, and uh, let's let's get after it, Reed. Let's go after it. Yeah, I, they they might just keep reducing the time of the show. Maybe that should be our goal to have like the shortest talk show ever on Chet. Two minutes. It would just be like, yeah, like a two-minute show. The intro is about like 40 seconds, so we get a minute 20. I always try to sign off at the, at the end. So maybe we could, maybe that's, maybe that would be our ultimate claim to fame. Shortest sports talk show in uh, radio history. <laughs> Not tonight. We're with you for an hour. And remember our move to seven to eight, I'm being jokey here. Our, our move to seven to eight is temporary. We bring you the global TV news from six to seven. Uh, we will be back to uh, six to eight at some point. We will be carrying Oilers games if and when they happen. And the conditions of those games would be, in a hub city, you could very well wind up being a neutral site for the Oilers, even if Edmonton is named as a hub. It, it, it sounds more likely now that they would move um, th- that they would move 
even a, a, a team that is a hub city to, to the other location. We'll see when that happens. There wouldn't be fans in the buildings. You'd be possibly playing games at odd times. I mean, you could have a game Tuesday at one in the afternoon, Tuesday at noon, who knows what it would be. And uh, just, a, just a lot of weird stuff for, for players. And plus you're getting back at it. And, and by the way, you probably saw some reporting today, Elliot Friedman, John Shannon, no training camp until July 10th at the earliest. That's the latest the NHL telling the players. So again, we're looking at a late July, early August start at the earliest for this for this qualifying round and getting uh, on the road to deciding a Stanley Cup champion. So just a lot of things would be strange for the players. You're getting back into playoff intensity without any any warm up games. I guess those teams in that round robin tournament would have some uh, non playoff games to maybe get into condition. So it's all going to be pretty weird. So how do you deal with that? Well, defenseman Darnell Nurse gave a great response today. Oh, I thought about that a little bit. I, I, have you watched the last dance with Michael Jordan? Because uh, I think that's a perfect. I think that's a perfect example. Uh, see his mindset in a lot of those games of creating your own environment, creating your own fire, and I think that's that's a test that everyone that is in the situation is going to have to go through, having the ability. To kind of create your own excitement, create your own, I mean, there shouldn't be a whole lot that you need to get you going because you are still playing for a Stanley Cup. Yeah, there's no fans there, and yeah, uh, you might be in the hub city, but there's an opportunity to win a Stanley Cup. And I think that's that should be enough motivation to get anyone going. Um, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of things that aren't uh, aren't ideal um, that, that come along with this situation, but... That's the world. The world is in that position right now. So the Stanley Cup should be all the fire you really need. And um, it's another test. It's uh, it's another way you can look at it as another challenge um, that, that makes going through this whole process as hard as it's going to be. It's that That's a whole other tier to it. Well, I mean, I think Darrell Nurse has the right perspective. And look, you and I can sit here and, and talk about the format. Well, I've complained about it. Let's let's face it; I've, I've been of a bit of a crybaby about it. But but still, they, they got to play. And it, here's the thing: you, you might say, "Oh, it's the COVID Cup. Oh, you you know, crazy things uh, happen, and and this team got in, and this team had to do this, whereas otherwise they didn't do this." Darnell's point, I think, is is well made. If you're a player in the NHL, you want to win the Stanley Cup and you want to win. And the, the one of the cliches is you got to deal with adversity. Well, I suppose this is another one of them, that you're going to be playing under different conditions. So as an athlete, how are you going to approach that? Are you going to say, oh, man, I just, I'm not used to this. Hey, it's Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Why am I in playoff overtime? This is too strange. Or do you go up there and want to try to win? I mean, I talked to a player last week who said, yeah, it's going to be different. Maybe some people will call it the COVID Cup, but if they want to engrave my name on it, I won't stop them. <laughs> right? So so, so there you go. And I, and I this is going to be a, a different type of test of players' physical ability and their mental ability as well. And, and I do believe... And, and I, I hear this from, from some of you. I, I, I mean, I think even very uh, passionate hockey fans understand that hockey at all expense isn't the most important thing right now. And I, and I think sports leagues in general will be playing in, in an environment where there will be some backlash about them playing games at all. And maybe that's another, uh, another little 
source of noise that NHL players might have to deal with. And, and I will say, I you know, if people have that noise, they obviously can can make that argument. All right, the format itself that that's been. I already got a text message about it. Why are there twenty four teams? Connor McDavid was on the return to play committee, and during the Zoom call today with he and Darnell, I said, okay, what about the the, the format, Connor? Do you th- think you know Chicago and Montreal should really have a shot at the cup? Here it is. That was a huge issue in, in putting the format together. Um, you know, trying to figure out numbers, who deserves to be in, who deserves um, you know maybe a handicap and, and whatnot. But um, you know, ultimately, there's just there's no way. I mean, we we've beaten this thing to to death. There's just no way to to you know handicap those teams in a way. Um, you know, this is the the most uh, maybe it's not the most fair way. Um, you know, but I think the integrity of the Stanley Cup playoffs is is still going to be intact. And let's say a team like Montreal, you know, beats Pittsburgh and does go on to win the Stanley Cup, I think they're a very um, you know deserving team if they're you know, going to win five rounds and, and go through some really good teams and, you know, maybe they do deserve it. So, um, you know, there's never going to be a perfect scenario. There's never going to be a perfect format. Uh, it's just needs to check off most of the boxes and, and, um, it seems to work for, for most teams and, and, um, you know, we just have to live with that and, and uh, play the games and, and see what happens. All right. So I, I think that's what we're hearing. It's not perfect. Connor said it checked off, most of the boxes he, he said it was a big issue somebody was was likely to be excluded that maybe deserved a shot or you, you were going to include teams that, that maybe really didn't have a shot or or were extremely borderline to get in they chose to err on the side of having a larger field as as opposed to to cutting it down and leaving out potentially a team like Florida. And we're going to hear from Mark Pesic a little bit later on. So that's what they decided. You know, it's that's the format. It's hard to win the Stanley Cup, regardless if, as Connor said, if you gotta win an extra round and you have to win, you know, potentially 19 or 17 games if they go with more best of five rounds early, you deserve to be crowned champion. So so that is that. One more here from Darnell Nurse, and this is an important question. The, the players were asked, what about a positive test in uh, in your hub city? Are you comfortable with playing if there's a positive test? Here's Darnell. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, if, I don't know if comfort's a word. Obviously, it's um, a virus that has affected hundreds of thousands of families around the world, you know, from people losing, uh, losing their lives to it. So um, it, it's, I mean, that's that's a tough question. Like, what, what are you comfortable with? I think every single person is at a different comfort level. I mean, um, it's easy for a lot of people to sit back and say, you know, you guys are in a low risk, uh, low risk demographic. But like I said, there's hundreds of thousands of families that have been affected by this that, uh, you know, if they were to, if you were to ask them that question, they would say, you know, there's there's a level of comfort. So with each person, it's going to differ. You know, this is, uh, this is an area that we've never been, never been uh never had to deal with so those are questions that i think as a collective as a whole um as players you have to come together and and say you know if if one guy tests positive but everyone else on the team tests negative i think that's where the you know you're going to be comfortable playing but um at the same time that's where the testing the importance of testing and that's that's where it's going to come in you know no matter what the format the testing is going to be huge 
All right, so a little bit there from Darnell Nurse. We'll call a quick timeout. One. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. On one with Matt Benning when we get back. Let's catch up with a number, another member of your Edmonton Oilers, number 83 defenseman, Matt Benning. Matt, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's nice to have you on the show and talking to a lot of hockey players this week with a little more details coming about the NHL's return to play plan. Tell us your perspective of how this all kind of progressed and ultimately some of the decisions that Bettman and Daly unveiled on Tuesday. Yeah, I think that uh, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that there's a lot of planning, planning on on multiple levels that uh, that goes into this. Uh, not only players, um, I mean the return to play committee, um, PA representatives, and obviously um, the top guys. Um, so it's an exciting time um, that now we have a format and we're gonna. And if, if we go ahead with with playing and finishing the rest of the season, that, uh, that that's the format. So it, it's exciting. Matt, I'll ask you the question that is being debated by fans and, and players have been asked about, and that is the playoff format. You guys specifically get matched up with Chicago, who were very unlikely to make the postseason if you'd gone to 82 games. Tell us how you feel about being in this qualifying round and, and having to take on a team like the Blackhawks that, you know, pretty much w- was out of it under the other circumstances. Yeah, I think it's it's an unideal time uh, for hockey players and, and not only hockey players, everybody. I mean, um, it's just kind of the way this pandemic is going. But, um, you know, what I think at the beginning of the season, if you uh, were to ask our team, hey, uh, play a playoff series to advance in the playoffs and, and, uh, and, and be one step closer to the end goal. I think we all would have taken it. Um, um, I mean, there's, there were some other formats that I saw that uh, I agreed more on and thought were more fair, but um, you know what? I think a lot of people don't realize is that there's a lot of things that go into it um, on multiple levels. And um, you know what? There's a lot of discussion for a long time on this and, and um, players got to voice their opinion um, and we're quite, uh, active in that in that negotiation, so I think um, at the end of the day, it's it's not going to be fair for everybody. But uh, but um, nonetheless, we're we got a, we got a chance and and uh, um, a good opportunity to uh, to move on. Okay, your health and your workout condition. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. we still could be a couple of months away from playing, but uh, but how are you feeling? It's been a challenge for some guys to sort of maintain their usual off-season routine. Yeah, I think for uh, for some guys, it's it's uh, it's easier just with with being home and and having their home gym. Some guys have 
have more of a home gym or a better home gym than others, um, sh- shooting cage situation and that sort of thing. Uh, I um, kind of didn't have an ideal situation, um, but you know what? I, I did what I could. I went out and bought a bunch of uh, workout equipment and um, some hockey training aids uh, that I've been using and and uh, I've been working closely with, with Chad Drummond, our strength coach, um, and creating a program for me that will work for what I have. Um, and, uh, you know what, uh, I think that as long as your general fitness, uh, is in, is in pretty good check, um, there'll be enough time, uh, from phase two, um, of, of the process, uh, going into uh, a training camp. Matt, you've stayed in Edmonton, an area, so you're you're very well aware that Edmonton and Northern Alberta has been pretty fortunate. The COVID numbers haven't been that high. Of course, we've still had tragedy and loss, but uh, but overall, we're doing better than other regions. Wh- how are you feeling about perhaps a lot of players being in one spot, being in a hotel, being tested every day, and then if there's a you know, one positive test with uh, in a group of players or, or or in a team. Have you thought about that scenario and how you would feel about it moving on from there? Yeah, I mean, for me, and 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 this is something that I've definitely thought about. I mean, uh, me and my wife are expecting a child, and in two or three weeks. I mean, it, you know how it goes. It could be sooner or later than that, but um, that's definitely in the back of my mind. And and what happens if if one of the players in the hub are uh, even in in our on our team, uh, get it, and um, like we all know, it's, it it can be transferred pretty easily. So um, it's definitely a worry, but I think that uh, I mean I've been on a part of some calls um, with a infectious disease specialist that the NHL set up, um, and just just they did a really good job um, in answering questions that we had and uh, ensuring that. Um, that um, the process and uh, the rules and regulations are uh, the best as, as as what it could be, and that uh, if there is anything that uh, moving forward could pose a risk to players, that it will be caught quickly uh, through all the tests. Well, I mean, and I, that's interesting. I think it's reassuring that you guys have actually been able to go on calls with infectious disease experts, and and education is as important as possible. And, and, and I know you guys are always doing your best and being careful with water balls and stuff like that, but I imagine you'll probably have to hit another level of awareness now, starting with this and for the rest of your career, just to limit the spread of anything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I mean, especially the guys on your team, you're it's for one, it's a contact sport. You're sharing dry um dry change stalls locker room stalls shower stalls uh bat, like bathroom stalls and that sort of thing so you're definitely um uh, now more aware of that and and how quickly something could um you could catch or, or transfer something so um you know what i think that the nhl did a really good job in in putting out guidelines for for uh players and for teams and for organizations and and uh making sure that that we're going to be safe uh, through this uncertain time because um you know what it's 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 not ideal but um i think a lot of the players want to get going and and finish what we started okay one more it's about a teammate and he's now officially won the art ross trophy which he was clearly on pace to do so anyway leon dreisaitl who 
uh, had an outstanding regular season. I mean, look, you've you've been Leon's teammate for for several years, so you, you know what he's capable of. But how do you think he even seemed to hit another level this season? What did you see from him? Yeah, I mean, he's every year I think he's he's taken a big jump since I've been with him and and on the team I think um I think this year he kind of uh, embraced a leadership role and and wanted to be the, wanted to be the go the go-to guy and and um I think uh, his confidence uh it wasn't it wasn't cockiness it was confidence he had a swagger about himself that uh that really helped um and you know what I think he made made players around him better um and that's that's i mean that's all you can ask for as as a teammate and, and that sort of thing so uh, i'm not surprised that uh he did what he did uh, it's definitely um pretty amazing but uh he, he's quite the player and um a very very smart player all right well matt we appreciate you checking in oil country happy to hear from you and uh, we're inching closer to maybe talking about some actual games in a few weeks keep in touch all the best with the upcoming addition to the family as well sounds good reed thank you matt benning from the edmonton oilers mark pesic from the florida panthers cfl commissioner randy ambrosi in the next half hour. with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Power. Mike Smith, will he get that $250,000 bonus? One more game played. Is the NHL going to decide to prorate some of that stuff? We'll see. Thanks for tuning in tonight. 780-496-0063 is the number to text. Brian says, Reed, I would prefer 16 teams in the NHL playoffs, 20 maximum. Brian, I'm on the same page with you there. I'd have been fine with uh, with 20. Luke says, Reed, I think Edmonton is easily the best possible hub city, bar none. We have low COVID cases. The province is leading the world almost in testing. The facilities are exactly what is needed. If we can do the quarantining safely, it is a no-brainer for sure. That is from Luke. And, of course, what the NHL wants and what Premier Kenny has asked the federal government for is no 14-day quarantine when the athletes get into Edmonton and they said they would not pick a Canadian city, Vancouver and Toronto also on that final list of 10, if there is that 14 day quarantine, still three or four weeks away from picking hub cities. And as I mentioned earlier, the earliest training camps would start is July 10th. So this is, uh, this is, (laughs) this is going to take a while. Uh, Hopefully you're all used to being patient or at least accepting some form of patience in your life. I don't know if you're used to it, uh, interesting point here. Where's the exact wording now from John Shannon? He says, uh, it, it, this is what John Shannon tweeted out earlier. John's been on this show. He's on twice a week with Bob. He said, it's been 77 days since the NHL 
went on the pause. If the games return on August 15th, which some believe is optimistic, it'll be another 79 days before we see NHL action. So maybe we're halfway through. Maybe. Got a message here from Chad, who says, uh, if the season could be resumed in June, I'd be for it. But if it resumes in August, like is being speculated, then I'm extremely opposed. Chad goes on to say, I hate the idea of this plan affecting next season so dramatically. I know this is all about money, but from a purely fan perspective, I'd rather watch next season in its entirety. We have to wait until August to watch the conclusion of this season anyway. What's one more month if it means a full next season? That has more value to me. That is a message from Chad, 7804960063. Well, here's the thing. The NHL is, I mean, Bettman has said it numerous times. He said it again on, uh, was it Tuesday that he talked, that they want to do a full next year, even if they don't start until maybe December. And he said, we're going to play in the summer this year, so we'll just finish next season into the summer. So we could have a July 15th, a July 30th Stanley Cup next year. Who knows? I mean, this time next year, we could just be finishing the, uh, the regular season, imagine that. The hockey calendar is definitely going to be thrown off. A couple other notes I want to let you know about. Tough news for the Edmonton Prospects and all the teams in the Western Canadian Baseball League. They have decided to cancel the 2020 season. Tough news for them. Uh, the Prospects have become a pretty good draw at Remax Field, and obviously they'll be moving to Sherwood Park in, or uh, Spruce Grove in a couple of years. There may be another team there, the group run by Randy Gregg is going to not run by Randy Gregg. He's part of the group. They're going to run Remax field. They want to do more entertainment programming there and uh, maybe bring in a WCBL team as well. Well, I think they're going to have to is now the uh, English premier league wants to restart on June 17th. After a 100 day shutdown, they're looking at a Wednesday night, double header Manchester city would play Arsenal and Aston Villa would take on Sheffield United United NFL notes. They are getting rid of video review for pass interference. So they had that controversial call. What was that, Kellen? That was the Saints and the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Yes, An obvious uh, pass interference wasn't called. They brought in the review, and now they're scrapping it. The CFL has had it for a few seasons now, and it's not liked by everybody. Uh, The NFL also looking at, though they decided to table this, so they may still put it in. Instead of having a short kick, the short onside kick to try to recover the ball when you're down late in a game, you would get one offensive play to gain 15 yards. So they're calling it a fourth and 15 play, but basically it would be one down to get 15 yards. I believe it was from their own 20 was the idea. So if you convert that, then you get to keep the ball. If you're stopped, uh, then it's like you know, a short kick that the other team recovers. I, I like that rule. I think that's uh, that, that'd be fun to watch for sure. And they approved a recommendation that would stop teams from taking penalties while the ball isn't in play while the clock is running. And that was used a few times last year, most famously in the playoffs by the Titans against the Patriots late in the fourth quarter of their game. The Titans took a couple of penalties on purpose and then got to run off an additional 25 seconds because the clock had already been moving from the previous play. 
So they're, they're going to get rid of that rule. And actually the Patriots used that to their benefit a few times. The Titans did it to them. The Boston Marathon canceled. How about this? For the first time it's in its 124-year history, this is because of social distancing requirements. It's going to be tough for running. And as someone who runs, not the Boston Marathon, but I usually do a couple of races a year, I think that's really going to change because you have so many people in such a condensed space at the start and at water stations and obviously around the finish and at the conventions and the expos. So the Boston Marathon never had been canceled through another pandemic, through a couple of world wars, field of 30,000. They'd already postponed it. It was going to be April 20th. Then it was going to be September 14th. Now the Boston Marathon is canceled. So there's some other things from the uh, sports world. Uh, This texture says, Reed, will the NHL have full contact when they resume? Well, probably not in practice and training camps, but the games will indeed be NHL games. No doubt about that. Commissioner Randy Ambrosi spoke to our Morley Scott. All right. Is there a drop dead date for the season? I think what we're going to try to do in the in the days and weeks ahead is really narrow down the number of options. So obviously one of the big questions is just the viability of, of, uh, of playing this year and kind of under what circumstances can we play got our team presidents in, including Chris Presson working hard on a, on you know these scenarios. I think we'll try to we'll try to get ourselves to a position where we really know what the one or two ways we might be able to pull this off uh, will look like. Of course, the evaluation there is uh, there's kind of the health and health and safety, you know, kind of medical side. And then there's the the financial viability questions that uh, will have to be answered. The other is, you know, we're, we're now and I've been asked by the governors to really focus on kind of when will we need to know. So I've been challenged to come back to the governors with, uh, you know, with a recommendation on kind of, you know, our go, no go date. And that's something, you know, that I, I've, I've really kind of avoided up to this point, but I, I, I take uh, good guidance from the governors that I think it's kind of time for us to really think about when will we need to make a, a final decision on our, uh, on our season status. So that's really where we are today. Lots of work being done, lots of people fully engaged in the exercise. Now, one thing that the CFL, it's been talked about, I think would be pretty hard to pull off. Could they possibly do some kind of a hub city format? Well, I don't know. It's the only scenario. It's certainly one that we are looking at. You know, it is a very interesting, if not very complex uh, uh, issue. And, you know, how do you how do you do it? Uh, You know, I think you can you've been around the game a long time, Morley. You'll you'll know uh, housing. Uh, football teams uh, slightly different than housing a basketball team uh, even frankly quite different than housing uh, uh, hockey teams it's a lot of people it's a it's a gigantic ecosystem um, how do you do it uh, the, the issues around testing all of those things uh, I would have to be satisfied but you know again it's one of the things that we are looking at because again going back to my earlier point we we need to be able to say in the end to our fans that uh, if if we if we can't play, uh, it's not because we didn't try. And uh, you know, of course, the challenges are twofold. One is just the issue of health and safety, and uh, and not wanting to not wanting to exacerbate this problem. And then the second is you know what uh, what would be the outcome from a financial point of view. Uh, given that we were, you know, we we lean so heavily to um, to needing uh, needing fans in the stands. All right, and uh, finally, Morley asked Ambrosi, "Do you feel you will get federal aid?" 
I think we're going to find our way through this. It might come in forms different than what we originally anticipated, uh, but I don't see anywhere that uh, I don't see anywhere on the horizon we can't find a solution. But again, uh, I think we have to look somewhat inside our own business to see what we can do to make uh, to get ourselves excited about the future, get our players excited about the future, get coaches and football operations excited. And I think if we do all of that together, I feel like we're going to come through this crisis and be set up for a, a better future. All right, a little bit there from CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. So much still unknown about the future of that league. They will not play before September at the earliest. They'd likely push the Great Cup back into December. More with Ambrosi on 630shed.com, globalnews.ca. When we get back, Florida Panthers defenseman Mark Pesek. gets better with age. Don't forget about 6.30 Shed Mornings. Wondering what the latest information is about COVID? We have Dr. Jason Kindrachuk to break it down. 6.30 Shed Mornings with Chelsea and Shea. He's going to hop on at 6.05 in the good old AM. He is from Sherwood Park. He was the captain of your Edmonton Oil Kings. He now plays for the Florida Panthers, and he's checking in from his home in Fort Lauderdale. It is Mark Pesek on the show. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? Doing well. It's good to catch up with you. It's been such an unusual and difficult time for a lot of people. Tell us how you and your family are and how, how life is in Florida. Yeah, we're doing great. It's, uh, it's starting to get closer to, you know, those summer months where it's really, really hot here. But uh, we have a uh, 14-month-old little daughter that wakes us up early enough that uh, we, we get some nice weather in the morning, so that's good for our walks. But other than that, uh, you know, just trying to work out in the house here as much as possible. And, um, you know, we're getting excited of, the, uh, of maybe the league coming back here on the next couple of months. So how's your conditioning? That's the question for a lot of guys, right? You, the season ended abruptly, and for the off-season plan, you didn't know how long the off-season was going to last. Yeah. Guys couldn't use maybe the usual facilities to train. How's it been for you? Uh, I think, you know, even talking to the guys, it was really good for the first two weeks. I think everyone was just thinking it would be a, a quick turnaround where uh, this got kind of under control, and then... Uh, after that, there's probably a week or so, maybe two weeks of kind of negativity and just sitting around like, well, is this ever going to start? Uh, and then obviously once the talk started coming back, I think everybody's kind of kicked it up into gear again. And uh, But it's the same as every summer, you know, everybody can be in, in the best shape on the bike or running or lifting weights. But uh, I think really being off the ice is going to be the interesting part when we get back. So hopefully there's Hopefully there's enough time to kind of ease our way back into it as much as possible with the, uh, the short time frame of training camp and right into games. Well, that's the question that a lot of players are being asked. So you'll have a training camp, but then the first game won't be a preseason game. It'll be game one of a best of five, so the stakes are going to be high. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, you'll probably be in a neutral site and there won't be any fans in the building. So you're, you're <laughs> going to have to find a way. Uh, like Darnell Nurse said today, you got to be like Michael Jordan in the last dance. you gotta, you got to find a way to motivate yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be... Uh... Well, I think it's going to be interesting, obviously, but it's it's the same for everyone. So, I mean, 
whichever team could come out and find it, uh, you know, hitting it, like you said, right into game one, uh, that's, that's going to be a big one. And I think both teams are going to realize that. And I think it's going to make for some pretty exciting hockey. For you, Mark, you know, and I, I know the, the Players Association was involved through each team's rep to talk about the, the format. You know, you guys were one of those teams just out of a playoff spot in your conference, so you're hoping to use your last 11 games to, uh, to, to play your way in. Uh, you know, overall, are you comfortable with the format, comfortable with a couple of teams behind you in the standings here getting a shot at the tournament? Yeah, I think uh, I think the way that we kind of got it described to us was any team that had a chance um, should have a chance now, and I think that's I think obviously it's fair um, when you're when you're a team like us that had a chance to make it still. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be exciting, and it is still uh, it still is going to be the playoff uh, or close to the playoff format once this um, first round of playing games or playing series is done. So I think. Uh, there still is that that little bit of drive that we would have had to push into the last 11 games of the season. Now it's in into a series. Mark Pesic from the Florida Panthers joining us on Inside Sports, of course, from Sherwood Park and a former member of uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings. What what is? I don't know if I want to call it concern number one for you, but if something is in your mind about a what if or something you go as well, I mean, is it reservations about the format? Is it just traveling and making sure the quarantine and the isolation goes well? Is it being away from your family? Is there any hang up for you in this process? Um, I think definitely being away from your family for that long of a stretch is going to be, it's not ideal, but we've like the last, two months we've been home every single day and uh you know i got to be here with my daughter on her first birthday and there's stuff that we that we miss as hockey players and there's stuff that we were around for so i think that's just part of this and and i think for the most part guys that i've talked to are are ready to ready to go and do and whatever that looks like uh everybody's going to be pretty excited just to get back on the ice and playing and um like i said it's gonna be a different year and and it's been different for everybody and nothing's gone gone to plan exactly so whatever it looks like is going to be uh absolutely nothing like anyone expected uh going into this season and uh i think that makes it a little bit exciting just kind of that unknown and uh that different different look of playoffs and uh it's like i said it's going to be fun to get back all right so then the new york islanders man you got two months to prepare mark you better know the game film inside and out (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously long long preparation (laughs) <laughs> what, what about the Islanders? What, what do you think? Tell me a little bit about them. Uh, well, I think there's a big history here with, um, I think the last time the Panthers were in the playoffs, the year before I got here, uh, they had a pretty good series with them. So there's definitely, um, you know, some, some rivalry there. So it's going to be good right from the start. But, um, you know, they're a good team. they got a lot of good uh, a lot of good players. they got uh, Barzell, who's, uh, I mean, obviously how he plays speaks for himself he's fast um but it's going to be interesting because nobody's going to have that home ice advantage uh we're going into new york's not always the funnest place to play or um you know it's going to be no fans nothing and, and we don't know where it's going to be played so um it's going to be it's going to be different and there's no real time to feel it out because like you said you're going to just dive right into game one and uh, i think that ga- that first game is going to be huge yeah. All right, uh, Mark, I want to throw a couple other ones at you here. It was uh, almost exactly 
eight years ago that the Edmonton Oil Kings were in the Memorial Cup for the first time. Unfortunately, you guys were eliminated in a tiebreaker against Shawinigan May 24th, 2012. I, I know you, you didn't quite get the ultimate prize that year, but your memories uh, of that season and still of a relatively young franchise in the Western Hockey League able to go that far. Yeah, that was uh, that was incredible. We had uh, 11 games at the end of the year that we won, and then the first 11 games of playoffs. I'll never forget the uh, the 22 game win streak. Um, I think, and then somebody tweeted, um, I can't remember if it was Bob McKenzie or something, tweeted about watching us make it 23 in a row, and that was the night we lost. So I think he might have jinxed us, but. Um, you know, it was a fun, a fun year, obviously, and getting to the Memorial Cup is uh, just in itself is is a uh, is a fairly big achievement. I feel like, and um, they obviously had the the success a couple years later, and uh, I mean, you think that it helps that, or I think that it helps that a few of those young guys, uh, you know, the core of the team went there and had been there before, and uh, we kind of let it slip away from us. So they definitely didn't let that happen uh, the the two years after I was gone. Yeah, for sure. 2014 was able to, to take it all. Well, Mark, you know, thanks for catching up with us. Uh, crazy times, and, and we'll still see what moves along here with the National Hockey League, but hopefully we can touch base again maybe once you're in training camp or, or closer to the series with the Islanders. Really appreciate you checking in. Oh, thanks for having me. That is Mark Pesic of the Florida Panthers. You also heard from Connor McDavid, Darnell Nurse, and Matt Benning tonight, a little bit as well from Randy Ambrosi. Anything you miss, sign up for the Inside Sports Podcast or go to the show page on 630Ched.com. Big thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy is the studio producer. Leon Dreisaitl is scheduled to hold a media conference tomorrow over Zoom, so we'll have some of his comments as he has won the Art Ross Trophy as the NHL's leading scorer. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Reed Wilkins. 7 o'clock tomorrow. Talk to you then. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.